You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only 24 podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. following takes place between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. on the third day of the third month about the third season of 24, which coincidentally is the third take of the third episode of the third season of Smaller on the Outside. <laughs> third take? What is that about? Oh, yeah. that feels really stupid to be doing this. Yes. Uh, welcome to Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave. I'll be your CTU agent today, and with me as always is the analyst, Andy. And this is the third time we're recording this episode of Smaller on the Outside. The first time we recorded it, it was an hour. A little over an hour, actually. And you can actually listen to it if you really, really wanted to. uh, Because we went through with the whole entire recording and didn't think to check back on how good it sounded until after we did it. And what happened was, we had the microphone hooked up to the wrong socket on the computer, which is, by the way, the headphone slot, so the computer's microphone recorded the whole thing instead. A lap- so we used a laptop- a crappy laptop microphone instead of a professional shotgun mic. <laughs> right. And it's pretty much a broken computer microphone as well, because it sounds like absolute crud. Uh, it turns sounds- out we actually did the same thing on the second episode and didn't know it. We did the same thing with the second episode. It was just that we, this time we weren't. We paying. were louder. We were closer. Yeah, this time we were laying laying back and just talking, and we just sounded terrible. You couldn't understand half of what we were saying, and we realized that if anybody was listening to us, they wouldn't take the time to actually listen to the podcast because it would be painful to even try. So we're redoing it, in a way. That's right. We're not going to go through everything we did before. No, it's kind of a condensed episode because... We don't feel like doing we that don't, all over We don't again. feel like talking for another hour. Instead, we're going to talk about the season 3 of 24, and we're not going to go into complete depth with uh, what happens in the show, but we're going to talk a lot about how we felt about it and uh, the basic things of what happened. Um, but I, I do want to say, uh, give that shout out to Kurt and Jeff show. Um, this is the second time we're shouting out to you because the first time, I'm sorry, it sounded like crap. Uh, so Kurt and Jeff show is, is a, uh, kind of a podcast where they just talk about whatever is on their mind from comics and paranormal to anything really. It's just, a talk about whatever show and we know Kurt from our movie Buck and Drake Search for Spooks and they're cool guys um, they talk about whatever they're fun and you can catch them on iTunes and lots of stuff like that uh, so congratulations on that and if you're interested in hearing the original version yeah. however crappy it may be we are going to post that it's um, kind of like an addition kind of a it's in depth look into season three and the video game that came before it and there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of um stuff we talk about a lot of detail there's a lot of material that we talk about in the the third it's just 
unfortunate that it sounded like doo-doo going down the toilet. <laughs> so, so we're just going to talk about season, uh, season three, and it's going to be, for the most part, unedited because... We're just going to quickly go through some of the most important parts. Yeah. Um, so, without further ado, Season 3, Day 3, The One with the Virus. Why are you doing this? Send a message. This morning, our alert level was raised to red regarding a possible biological attack on American soil. There's no known antidote or vaccine. We want the release of Ramon Salazar. If you refuse to comply, the virus will be unleashed. I'm concerned about you, Jack. Things you did to get me here. I wouldn't wish on anyone. He has the infrastructure to launch a biological attack on our soil. It is without a doubt the most lethal threat that we have ever faced. When I went undercover with the Salazars, I had to give them my soul. And now you betray your own people. I'm offering you the chance to control how your legacy is written. Who the hell do you think you're talking to? To an ex-president! Unless you do the only thing that makes sense here! I don't negotiate with terrorists, Jack. I would be declaring open season on the American people. If we don't stop this virus, the world as we know it will change forever. His plan was to prevent the outbreak, even if it cost him his life. You're going to tell me what you know. If it's the last thing you ever do. You are no longer in control of your country, Mr. President. And if you do not use the full power of your office to execute my wishes, the virus will be released. You betrayed everybody you know. You murdered Jack's wife. I almost lost Kim, too. I'm not gonna let that happen again. I will do everything I have to to protect everything. God's sake, Jack. There's something called due process. It's why we've got judges and juries and laws. I'd take a bullet for you if I had to, but right now I'm gonna hold the mirror up. I see no other choice than to draw a line in the sand. I trust you with my life. If I ever need you to trust me, now, the virus has been released at the Chandler Plaza Hotel. One person gets out, it can start a ripple effect of disease transmission throughout the city. Orders a shoot to kill anyone who attempts to leave. Make it about getting revenge. What, are you acting like she's already dead? Yes, and so should you. If containment isn't total, it'll grow exponentially. If there ever was a worst-case scenario, this is it. The greatest threat to world peace comes from this country. If you fail to comply, you know what I'm capable of. You know what I'm capable of, too. Jack. Michelle dies. I'll kill you myself. He killed hundreds of people and is threatened to kill thousands more. I cannot allow this virus to get into the wrong hands. Sometimes you have to do the wrong thing for the right reason. I know it's extreme, but it's the only move we have here. Your daughter is no! infected. I'm going to make you watch her die. Forgive me. halfway through season four we are we're <laughs> right there in the halfway point of season four as we record this so remember watch on netflix because 24 is available in hd and with crap subtitles <laughs> yeah we we can discuss that the uh netflix they they for some reason they don't have the graphics that says the following takes place between 12 a.m and 1 a.m uh, in the proper format, so for some reason they put up these crappy subtitles in the bottom of the screen instead. It looks stupid. Yeah, and it's not even centered or anything, uh, which would at least make it somewhat cool, but... Yeah, it looks bad. It looks bad. It looks bad. 
but that's okay because it's only in the beginning and then it goes into the show. Um, now this season, like I said before, is about a virus and before the season starts, Jack's addicted to heroin. Uh, Palmer's running for president again against this guy named Keeler. Um, and uh, Kim's working for CTU. She's dating this guy named Chase and Jack's working with Chase, so it's kind of awkward. Um and there's some Salazars, and they want to release a virus that they don't really have, and it's really it's really confusing <laughs> when it starts. Wow, you just went straight through like 12 episodes in a sentence. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> the The show starts, and there's this threat. There's this virus that's gonna come out, and the Salazars are taking responsibility for this threat. And uh, Jack has to stop them. He says, Hector. Uh, is this guy in Mexico who wants his brother free, and he's threatening to release a virus if they don't break his brother out of prison. Eventually, we find out none of this is true. Yeah, well, see. <laughs> about halfway through the season. Or about a little, a third. A little, yeah, it was about a third. We find out earlier. Um, we find out that this was all... See, Salazar's never had the virus to begin with, so they were just kind of... It, <laughs> I don't think they were actually involved. Um, um, it turns out Jack and Tony and Gael yeah. were working together to try to infiltrate the Salazar's uh, drug cartel, and because they know that someone is going to sell the virus to them. We uh, kind of talked about this in the other one, but we felt that the the twist was not very well executed <laughs> the twist the twist of about them basically actually, yeah basically there's all these things that just don't add up if you know the twist and it doesn't feel like they actually thought that out um it feels like they're like oh we need a twist here and so they just stuck it, it that, in there it did seem stupid because of the way people were acting all the way up to this point jack was hunting down leads and he was sweating and he was cursing and he was angry and the whole point was he was following leads he would know that are pointless cuz he would know the whole thing was fake he was undercover apparently but he was so he was mad. risking people's lives and Gael and Gael was supposed to be this mole throughout the first half of the season and we're all like ooh this is cool we're seeing what he's doing behind and nobody knows what he's doing and then he gets caught and he's trying to escape he's trying to escape he pulls out his weapon he's pointing it at everybody and uh we find out that you know he was a double agent this whole time and he really had nothing to worry about yeah, so if if I think there were elements of it that they did intend to have like Jack infiltrate I think they did intend to have Jack infiltrate the Salazars again at some point, but they didn't really have the details on the how that was going to happen, so they came up with this whole yeah. uh, mole thing and I don't think it <laughs> executed very and, well. And Tony gets himself shot even though he's part of the gang that knows this lead will lead nowhere. Yeah. Really? So it it really doesn't make sense, but oh well. The rest of the season is fairly well done. Yeah, so I mean, this is a season that has a threat for, that goes throughout the entire 24 hours, unlike the other previous seasons that have uh, a threat for the first 12 or 13 hours, and then it switches into something else, and you figure out why there was a threat to begin with, you know, after Jack saved the day. 
and Jack has to save the day again and stuff like that. But this this season was a little bit different because it carried out it's, the same threat throughout the entire the season. The first season you have, you know, the president or the the presidential candidate could die. Second season you have, okay, maybe a city could die. Third season, if this virus actually got out and started spreading, there is potentially no end to how many people could die because of it. You know, if this thing got out, the whole world it's, could potentially it's, it's die. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. And and they were able to somehow... You ever seen those post-apocalyptic zombie movies? I'm just saying. I, I've seen those, yes. <laughs> I've seen those, yes. Um, same kind of idea applies here. And I like the fact that they brought throughout the entire season this threat. Um, well, anyways... Since Jack is undercover, he he runs into Nina because she's behind every threat that Los Angeles ever faces. Um, she wants to buy the virus too. She she's uh, one of the buyers of the virus, and they had no idea this was gonna go on. So they have to do the silent auction. Whoever outbids the other wins the virus, or so they think. It turns out that the virus was never gonna be sold to either of them. The guy just wanted money for himself. He was gonna keep the virus and kill whoever got the big virus in the end um and he got 240 he million. had the virus with him but yeah because they needed to authenticate it but he wasn't actually giving it to them he swapped it out for a bomb and then ramon salazar got blue blown up <laughs> blown up all right yep. uh, blown up um so the next uh Next, they capture Nina. Yep. And they are on their way back to CTU when she 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 implants a virus into their network. And that's when trickery. And that's when Chloe shows up and she's like, "I'm gonna take care of this virus." And that's the first time you really see her smarts in the show. I mean, she was in the whole season, but she was pathetic. But the first half, yeah, she sucked. She was really um, she was Jack's secretary basically in the beginning, of, and she was doing nothing while the person who should have been doing her job was da -da 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 -da, Kim. Yep. Kim had Chloe's job and was pretty much Chloe for the first half of the season, and it was stupid. <laughs> I said that I think um, in in season two, I said it would have been cool if if she was more hardened instead of like d just doing the same thing over again. And... And... Uh, <laughs> what, what I think would have been a great way to go through with that is... In this season, Jack was addicted to heroin. Mm. What if instead of this season, we give Jack the drug problem? But what if instead of that, in season two, Kim had a drug problem because she was dealing with the loss of her mother? And then by the end of season two, she would have, you know, picked herself up and started to protect, you know, started to be kind of like Jack and being able to defend herself like she did in season two. And yeah. then season three, she could have worked for CTU maybe being Jack's partner, but no, instead we get this guy, Chase, who's exactly the same as Jack. He's a carbon copy of Jack Bauer. So um, I think they could have done some really good stuff with Kim, but they didn't. Mm. They basically did um, the same thing again in season two, and then in season three, she almost had no good role at all in the entire season. That's right. That's and that's it. why she's not even showing up in season four. Yeah, she's not she's there gone. now. <laughs> she's gone. Uh, but we'll get into that next time. Um, so now we're actually on to the second half of the show uh, in which uh, Jack kills Nina, first of all. Uh, <laughs> that That's the first major kill of, well, 
one of the most remember one of the most memorable kills Jack Bauer ever does in the series by far. The other one, uh, one of them at least, is Chappelle, and that's later on in the season. There's another big um, murder later on, but I didn't remember it, uh, and that is. But later oh, on, oh 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 yeah, they they killed uh, Sherry. Sherry, yeah. Yep. Towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, because there's a whole so there's big there's there's a lot of uh, important stuff that happens in this. Season. This is a big character. Yes. Show uh, season. Um, the second act after they kill Nina and they're really onto their next threat is when a, a hotel has the virus released and inside is two CTU two main CTU agents Michelle Dessler and Gael and Gael gets the uh, the virus exploded in his face <laughs> he's he's on the other side of this big fan and on the other side is the bomb and he has to reach his hand under the fan Instead of, you know, going around it. Yeah, he could probably open the door, go around, <laughs> go through the other door, and stop it that way. But no, he tries to reach his hand under the spinning fan, and it blows up. He's exploded in his face. I'm surprised his hand didn't get cut off with the fan, but I guess we have a hand cut off later for the season. Yeah. <laughs> so the hotel is infected with this virus and people are nose are, noses are starting to bleed and, they're, and it turns they're out boils and and michelle because she's a main character and love interest of tony almeida is magically immune <laughs> magically completely 100 percent immune to this virus and she appears to be the only person in the entire hotel that is immune <laughs> that yeah is that was a little ridiculous that is coincidence they're like we can't kill off michelle oh wait <laughs> Well, not yet. Yeah, that was that was uh. Well, I mean, we can talk about that next episode. But uh, <laughs> there's, they could have done it. They they should have just done away with her then. I guess it right. would have been sad, and it would have been another major kill. Right. But yeah, it would have made more sense. Yeah. So the later season, or not later seasons, <laughs> later. Uh, Somewhere around this point, we learn that Stephen Saunders is the guy that's controlling the virus, and he knows Jack. And he knows Jack through uh, the Kosovo um, Nightfall, whatever operation it was that Palmer uh, said okay with that they talked about in the first season. uh, The one where he killed the Drazens and stuff like that, apparently on on his team or something like that. Uh, He was working with... Uh, Mission Impossible people. <laughs> sure. Um, you are, you know. talk, are you talking about uh, uh, Interpol? Interpol? No, 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 no. The the uh, MI six. MI six. That's right. Mission Impossible six. Um, <laughs> he he was working with those people, and Stephen Saunders is a British intelligence kind of officer, and he was working on the same case. And it turns out he's the guy that has the virus now, and for some reason. He, he is he hates the government and he's trying to kill everybody in the country with this virus and he has 11 other vials that are all around the country somehow they got around the country within a few hours and uh he's threatening to release them if his demands are met that's why he's one of the most powerful villains that 24 has well, ever act, faced act 2 started uh, halfway through the season, so there was plenty of time for those vials to get across the country, I think. 
by the time they found them, there was there was probably at least eight hours between that between that I don't beginning know. of Act Two and then. But he has tremendous power over the president, over Jack, over Tony, because he's got the things they need the most. And for the president, you know, he's threatened. You know, the president and Jackie's threatening to release the virus, and they have to stop it. And for Tony, he kidnaps Michelle, mm -hmm. and he has power over Tony and kind of turns Tony into a mole. Um, sort of. Sort of. Making him do things uh, for him and helping him escape his predicament and, and all these different things. And Saunders is played by the dude from Arrow that's the police chief. Yes. Well, not anymore, but yeah. Right, I don't even... What's his name? He's, he's not a chief anymore. He's like just an officer now. Yeah, he's a lot older. He's got different hair. He's got an American accent in that show, so it's, it is it is kind of hard to tell if you have don't see him next to... Uh, but Arrow's a other. good show. Check it out. All right. <laughs> and Flash is coming out. They Spoiler just, alert. Yeah, they, they just released what he looks like in the Flash suit. Okay, we're off topic. Yes, we are. We can't do that. <laughs> so, um... Again, Paul, uh, Saunders is a very powerful guy. And Good villain. In order for Jack to stop the, this guy, he has to uh, find his daughter, right? His daughter is his, his other daughter. What? His <laughs> daughter is the, the only way to control this guy because that's his weakness. And he threatens to throw his daughter into the virus-inflicted hotel, and that's when Saunders gives up the locations of the other... 11 vials and they get rid of 10 of them in like lickety split five minutes but then the last one is i think it takes them more like 15 minutes at least but yeah come on and then the last one is coincidentally in los angeles of course yeah yeah and they have to figure out a way to find the guy because he loses the gps tracker that was on the vial for some reason and they find him in a he school. dumps it on an innocent guy they find him in a school, and and Chase's hand gets cut off because he locks his hand onto the virus. and Because otherwise the bad guy would get away with it. And Jack has to lo lock the uh, virus into a soundproof, <laughs> airproof fridge or something, which yeah, contains the virus. Airtight had to be an airtight thing so and that it wouldn't get out. And then the threat is over. Bada bing, bada boom, season's done. Yep. For the most part. I mean, there's other uh, subplots and stuff. There's a lot of different relationships. There's political, um, but we can't get into things any like of that. that. Uh, <laughs> there was Jack being addicted to heroin, which he loses his addiction twelve hours. I mean, that was his, the twelve worst hours of his life. It must have been. <laughs> I mean, I can't, uh, I can't even think about how bad he must have been fighting his addiction withdrawals for twelve hours. And then suddenly uh, they were done. And then there's the Gael and Tony as a mole. And, and then there was this baby. <laughs> um, but mostly this, uh, this, this season had a lot to do with the characters. Uh, there's a con uh, lot of dynamic uh, similarities between Chloe and Kim. Um, Chloe was a weird, pouty person that is kind of annoying, um, but... She's not a fan favorite yet, so she was a guest star, and she was kind of in the background for the most part, and it felt like a crime to see her back there when she's an awesome character that she comes, you know, later. Eventually, she will. She eventually turns into 
um, the second build, highest build, um, paid actor on the show. <laughs> That's David's phone telling him it's now midnight. midnight. Even though I said it was between the hours of 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Why is that? Because every episode I have upped the hour. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so there is some interesting things with Chloe and Kim this season. Gael, I never cared for. Uh, he had an important role, but I didn't care for his character whatsoever. Uh, as when it comes down to Chase, Chase, like we were saying before, Chase was pretty much Jack Bauer. Um, Chase, I, yeah, I, I would have replaced, like, if you would have followed my storyline with Kim, I would have replaced Chase with Kim. Otherwise, I would have said maybe Tony. I don't think Kim would have ever been Jack's partner because he loves her too much to put her in danger like that. I'm saying this would be, like, a whole different Jack, too. Like, I think Jack would have been uh, somewhat different, somewhat, um, he would have trained her, like, personally, and he would basically act like her bodyguard part, part of the time as well. Yeah. Um, um, but... If you couldn't, if if you didn't follow that storyline, and we in season one and two were the same, then I would have said maybe Tony should have been his partner. Tony's a good one, yeah. Tony would have been a good partner, but pretty much Chloe's the best partner Jack's ever had. In yeah, the end, in the field, I meant like yeah. Tony would be a good partner in the field. Chloe is good um, support. You the, know, the problem with Chase is that when you have a character that's exactly the same character for the most part, who's willing to break the law to get things done, stuff like that. Um, there is no dynamic yeah. uh, conflict between the two. It's usually reasonable and unreasonable characters. Like, I've, I've listed off... Um, um, like the Doctor and his companion, Doctor Who. Mulder and Scully in the X-Files. Uh, Sherlock and Watson and Sherlock, uh, Sam and Dean and Supernatural, and you know eventually mm -hmm. it's Jack and Chloe. So his the problem is yeah. another problem is they're they're so similar that they both are not that great characters because they kind of take away from each other. If there was just one of them, then they would have been it'd, able to have be a that lot whole more powerful. It's like two parts of the same character, and neither part is is as good as the other because it's just. It's, I think it lowers the potential. I think the guy playing Chase is a good actor. Yeah. I think he could have been a good character if they made him a little bit more reasonable and not. He would have been better effect. if he wasn't with Jack. He, if he was doing his right own when thing. when he, he and Jack split up and they were doing their own things, it got a little bit better. Uh, but when he got <laughs> same thing in the game, when he got his hand cut off, I was a little happy. Yeah. You know. So um, Nina coming back, Sherry coming back, it turns into the whole. What in the world are they thinking? Because they both had a better role this season than season two. Yeah. But season two was like, oh my gosh, this is the same exact basically thing. Basically, they should have been not in season two, but they had good roles in season three, and they yeah. their roles should have been skipped over in season two, but they weren't, and they, I think they really did need that end. Yeah. Uh, their the end to their characters, so they they lock it in, so they can't come back. Yeah, so they kill them off, so they make sure they're not coming back. But there there was cool things in there for their characters, but you can't help but think. And what, they probably did the same thing with Chappelle too. People were being annoyed with Chappelle. <laughs> Chappelle needed to be ended because he was so much adamant about keeping procedure. the rules and procedure yeah. that 
um, that they need to get rid of him because they don't follow rules in the show. Um, but when Nina was on there, I kept on thinking, you know, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, she's going to come back season after season, and when they catch her, she's going to be like, I'm going to I'm gonna get you next time, Bauer. You know, like this cartoony villain that just keeps on showing up. But thankfully, they killed her off. She's a good actor. She's a, almost perfect for the show, but, you know, since they ruined her if you in the first season. you want more Nina, go to the Tomorrow People. <laughs> she she played she uh she she's playing her role again uh, Nina in the Tomorrow People. <laughs> she has a son with superpowers, <laughs> and she has superpowers too. <gasps> Spoiler, Spoiler alert! alert. This is not a podcast on the Tomorrow People. <laughs> it's still a spoiler if you're not watching it. Uh, for the character Stephen Saunders, like I said earlier on, he's a very good character, very good villain for 24, one of the best, because um, he can outsmart everybody. Um, but I think overall, 24 is a uh, season three is a very good season. I think it has some issues when it comes down to writing, when the writers had to. Um, fix some of the mistakes they've made with season two, so they uh, they had some things they couldn't ignore. Speaking of good villains, I think this this reminds me of something. I think they uh, didn't use the full potential that they could have done with um, the Victor Drazen guy. He he was only in a couple episodes and he hardly did anything. I think. If he actually was took place of like um what was the first dude the first bad guy's name? Gaines. Gaines. Yeah, if he took the place of Gaines, uh I think he probably would have been a better role in that. Yeah. So this season, uh the writers were trying to fix the wrongs that they did in season two. Uh it had a really good threat. But there's just these things in there, these plot holes and these characters. Uh, that shouldn't have returned, uh, and, you know, Kim, that just, <laughs> that just, yeah. um, made the show not as good as it possibly could be, um, But the story was, for the most part, good, except for the twist, for the most part, it was pretty well done. It was, it was pretty darn good, um, I wish that they... didn't um, screw up on these different things, and I wish Gaia was cooler, and um, as far as Jack's character goes, I, I actually liked the part, his characterization when when he was addicted to heroin. Um, they had some good promise there, and then he took some aspirin, and he was good. <laughs> it turned out all he needed was a couple pills of aspirin. And he just had a headache. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the heroin. He just had a headache. That's what they didn't tell you. Um, so he he's completely healed by the end of the season. So I mean, for the first half, I actually kind of liked it, but not exactly what I'm looking for with Jack either. It did, yeah, it diluted his character. So there was that, and then there was Chase. So there was empty. Uh, There's. Empty promise there, empty uh, possibilities. Yeah. Um, not full, not the full potential of Jack Bauer. So, uh, last time when we recorded this podcast, uh, we went through some uh, comparis- uh, comparing and contrasting, like what's the best season overall. Um, Andy 
said three, I believe, and I said two still because that's when we first see um, and so far have only seen Jack as Jack. Kind of brings that back in season four, but um, the first, the very first time we see Jack in his natural habitat uh, is in season two, and it has the nuclear explosion as the thing, um, and it had the dynamic shift between uh, ter domestic terrorism and domestic abuse. Had a lot of cool things in there like that, and I think overall the writing was uh, pretty well done in season two. Season three had a really good threat that they had some really good writing with as well because they got to do the whole 24 hours instead of uh, splitting it up. Um, best writing was probably season three. No, best writing had to be season one. Oh yeah, season one. Sorry, I best that. best writing is season one because it's the most personal. It, ha it it sticks to the time format the most because right now I we're meant watching. To say season one. I don't know why <laughs> my mind just slipped there yeah. for a second. Yeah, we the um the time format in season one stayed truest to where it was. I mean, they were focusing on clocks oh, man, around it just the room. Gets worse each season. Each season it just gets worse and worse. You're like, come on, really? Uh, just went all the way across. Los Angeles in five minutes. Yeah, the whole city it only takes five minutes. There's no traffic. Um, we'll talk about that some more in the next and podcast. The person was yelling, <laughs> yelling, we need air support. Two seconds later, they have it. Um, like literally two seconds later. Um, and it just gets worse and worse to the point where where every almost every scene you're just like, okay, that was you got there fast, Jack. At least when they actually mention how long it's going to take, they stick to that. So there is that. Yeah. So there's that. And then the best Jack, I've mentioned this before, I think is season two by far. Uh, um, season one has his best personality, uh, but he, you know Jack Bauer from his anger, aggression, and insanity. And that starts in season two uh, before it was washed out in season three a little bit. So season two so far is the best Jack in my opinion. And uh, that's pretty much day three. That's it. <laughs> I'm done talking about check about day three, twenty four. Yeah. Um. Oh shoot! This is in the headphone slot again. Just kidding. You can probably tell the sound quality is pretty nice. Yeah. Well, Unless David saves it to a crappy format. I don't know. I don't save it to a crappy format. But this Alrighty is then. this is the condensed version. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, if you want to listen to the uh, entire um, in-depth uh, look into season three, we have that available as well. It sounds like crap. You can't hardly hear what we're saying, but you can you can probably guess at what we're saying <laughs> half of the time, and you'd be eighty seventy percent right half the time. But we do go into more depth and talk about some more topics. So. Right, we we talk about the video game that that um, led the season from season two to season three, and we and we talk about um, very. I have my own like pretty much review of the season as well as um, yeah, we go into more stuff. The subplots we talk a lot about the subplots as well. Um, so you can listen to that if you want to. I wouldn't exactly suggest it, 
but it is there for your pleasure. <laughs> okay. Pleasure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Satisfaction. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Satisfaction? Sat I said satisfaction. Yeah, you did. Satisfaction. <laughs> satisfaction. All right, we're getting tired. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll see, we'll see you on March 17th with our discussion on day four, the one with the... Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our website at sodapodcast.wordpress.com.